Hey, welcome back to The Hook, everybody. We're glad that you're here to join us. I'm your host, Keith Butler, with my co-host, Jeffrey Lowe. How you doing? Good, good, good things going on today, Jeff. We're back here in the six-hole studio. It's uh, started off a little wet and rainy out here today. Golfers came out anyway. Yeah, you know. They're out here now, I tell you. Yeah, yeah, the sun's come out, and uh, it looks like it's going to be a good day for the golfers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, today we've got an interesting topic, man. Uh, we've got an old friend of ours uh, we've known for a while. He was the uh, manager of player relations, youth, and sports programs with the Detroit Tigers. And now he is running something called the City of Detroit Hometown Championship. Uh, let's introduce and welcome Sam Abrams. Hey, Sam, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Glad, glad to be here. Glad to be here. Hey, thanks for coming. Uh, look, man, tell us uh, a little bit about what you're doing right now, the uh, Hometown Championship. What is that about? So right now, plans are underway to host the City of Detroit's Hometown Championship, which is an international event that includes youth from the ages of 7 to 18 for a baseball and softball competition that will take place uh, August 11th through the 17th throughout the city of Detroit. And essentially, it's really a program just designed to get youth connected uh, to have individuals or teams from different races and backgrounds come together to compete to compete uh, in the game of baseball and softball. Okay, you said it's international? That's right. You know, a few years back, we actually were able to get some teams from Bell River, Ontario, to come over and cross the bridge or take the tunnel wow. to uh, come over and compete here in America. Absolutely. And uh, they enjoy it. They actually have reached out to me earlier this year and, and, and wanted to know about opportunities. And so, you know, that's actually what helped bring, you know, another another uh, example of why I really wanted to do hometown because people were asking for it. They were asking for its return. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some years ago, I remember you did something like this. Uh, and I think you, when was it? How, about how long ago was that? About eight, nine years ago or something like that? Yeah, it was probably, you know, I'll tell you, it's about 2015 is when right. it took place. Right. I think that's when, yeah, you're referring to. So this is pretty much the same thing, or is this something just the, a little different? The, 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 the exact same thing. The only difference is that, you know, I did it as a part of my job when I was with the Detroit Tigers. Uh, now it's something I'm doing through a nonprofit organization that I formed called the Davis Foundation, which really works on... Um, basically teaching young people the opportunities that exist within sports off the field and off the court. Okay, so this just isn't about playing uh, baseball. This is a whole – this covers from A to Z. Absolutely. So the Davis Foundation, basically we're working with young people through academics or athletics uh, careers and education. And so this is like really an athletics component of it where we are doing competitive or competition. Yes. Okay. Okay. So now you say it's from 17 to 18. Is there uh, yeah. anything yeah. for people younger than that? Or is that just the, the perfect starting age at seven? Or should kids well, start Well, you know, I'll tell you, absolutely. Young people can, they can start early, but the divisions are set up so that, like, so the, the youngest group is like a, a machine pitch division. Mm -hmm. And so you have literally a machine or a sling that's throwing the ball to young people over uh, from the mound across the plate. And what makes that um, so, so popular is that 
the balls are coming in pretty consistent. Consistent mm-hmm. speed. Young people don't have to worry about like um, being hit by the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we don't have to, you know, worry about throwing kids' arms out at that age. Mm-hmm. And so when we say the age of seven, um, that's, you know, kind of primarily where a lot of young people, and this is really young people from the inner city, are kind of starting. Um, but definitely if a young person is five years old and is a part of the team, they can definitely come in and participate. Now, now Sam, uh, is this in, in any way in conjunction with the RBI program or is that still no. in uh, existence? Now, RBI is still in existence. No, and this is not in conjunction. Actually, RBI teams have competed in hometown in the past. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. And as a matter of fact, um, we have um, some softball teams that are going to be competing this year. I haven't heard from baseball side yet, but softball teams have committed to play. Okay, so, so for those of us who aren't like uh, baseball uh, people like you and Jeff, what does RBI stand for? Reviving Baseball in Inner Cities. It's the program that was founded years ago uh, by the gentleman by the name of John Young, who actually is a former Tiger who has since uh, passed away, mm-hmm. um, that realized that, you know, baseball was growing in other places, but not in the inner city. And so it's a program that he put together um, and started the program. Actually, it was founded, I believe, out in, in, in California and uh, pitched it to Major League Baseball, and then it took off. And again, so now reviving baseball in inner city. Now, uh, I mean, out, outside of the other stuff, the academic stuff and the uh, the jobs in baseball, why is it important, do you think, to bring to get uh, baseball back into the inner cities? You know, baseball is a great game, man. It provides tremendous opportunity. You know, there's tons of careers. It teaches teamwork. I mean, it teaches so many different values that our young people oftentimes miss out on when they don't have the opportunity to compete. You know, I grew up playing baseball. I played mm-hmm. from the age of uh, uh, nine years old to 18. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but the last baseball game I ever played in was in Tiger Stadium in 1985. I went to Chelsea High School and played in the city championship games. Um, and so um, Briggs, I grew right? up love. I'm sorry. That was Briggs Stadium, right? Yeah, the old Tiger Stadium. Stadium. No, it was was in Tiger Stadium. Yeah, (laughs) Tiger, absolutely. Michigan and Michigan and Trumbull. So you're trying to date Sam. (laughs) Sam is not that old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not. not Briggs Stadium, Sam. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I knew knew he was. I knew about you know. I knew about Briggs Stadium. The history of it, but right. I, I didn't go back that far. Not, my hair is great, but I'm not that old. I'm, my apologies, Sam. <laughs> I, yeah. I honestly thought they were one and the same. I apologize. I just got a lesson. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. So, yeah, yeah, just growing up playing the sport, man, just, you know, it just does so much um, for young people. And so, you know, wanting to, to bring, the, bring, the, bring the tournament back. So how do, you, how, how do we get uh, young inner city kids interested in playing again? What do we need to do? So one one thing that you could do is actually go to the website, and uh, it is um, the City of Detroit's hometown championship, but the website is codhc.org. Again, that's codhc.org. Um, they can go on, take a look at, you know, what's taking place. It shows, you know, a lot of the competitions that are taking place. They can actually go on and register. tells a little bit about the history of the program, um, and so as a part of the tournament, we also hold 
individual competitions. And so we'll be holding a home run derby for the 14 and under division mm. baseball. And then we'll have um, pitch hit and run competition uh, for the 8U, 10U, and the 12U division. And then I will have uh, all-star games that um, select players will be allowed to, to participate in. So we got a number of different activities. And, you know, we're just wanting this thing to grow. We also will have a, a boys' showcase at uh, Wayne State University where the older boys, the 18 and under division, will have an opportunity to work out with Wayne State University. And hopefully we're hoping to get some – some college recruiters and some uh, professional scouts to come out and take a look at some of the older boys that are competing. And then also at U of D Mercy, we're doing a girls clinic. Mm-hmm. And both of those events will uh, encompass a educational component where youngsters get to learn about NCAA regulations as well as what it means to be a student athlete. Excellent. That's that that that's a, a wonderful program. I love the components that you're, you know, interjecting in it. And uh, you know, recently I, I I've, I've seen more uh, African Americans uh, in D1 schools uh, like Vanderbilt and uh, other other colleges and universities in and around the country uh, making making a difference. You, you guys with your program, Sam. And along with the other programs uh, that that do focus on inner city uh, baseball, are making a big difference uh, in what you do. I, I, I commend you for that. Thank you, thank you, man. There's a lot of people, man. I'm gonna tell you that work behind the scenes to make this game popular for young people. And many of us, I mean, we we step back and we just try and do the work. We don't seek the accolades we don't seek the cameras Mm -hmm. we just want to do what we think is best for our kids and many of us come from backgrounds and history where someone did it for us and we just do it because it's a joy i mean the list can go on and on and i won't even mention a name but there are a lot of people that are involved and doing their little part right see i grew up as an eagle now I know you. Okay. I know you're familiar with the Detroit Eagles and Ron Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Thompson, yeah. <laughs> Here we yeah. go. And I, <laughs> I, I, I used to beat up on. I used to beat up on the Eagles, man. No, I'm no, glad that's to not hear true, that. Sam. That's I'm not glad, true. I'm glad <laughs> to hear that, Sam. I'm glad. That, to hear that's that. not true, Sam. Anyway, myself and Steve Brown, who, who I talked mm-hmm. to you about earlier, who's going to be helping you with the softball component. We were roommates. Right. In, we were roommates in college, and. Uh, Right, right. College baseball. So, but uh, but anyway, I I mean, you know, Detroit has really put uh, a few dollars into getting baseball uh, on the minds of youth in the city of Detroit. And when I say that, I mean the the Pell facility is is just a, a beautiful facility. I mean, yeah. that, that that's yeah. probably one of the better facilities in the country, I, I want to say. I haven't been to any other facility in the country, but I don't have to go to any other facility in the country because Detroit Pals facility is just state-of-the-art to me over there, and they've done a yeah. wonderful job with it. Yeah, I'll tell you two others, though. Um, a few years back, UAW made a significant investment in baseball here in Detroit mm-hmm. and built two facilities, mm-hmm. um, one of them being UAW Ford Field at Baldock Park, okay. and then the other – 
William Clay Ford Field, which is located near Wayne State. Woodbridge. Those Woodbridge. That, that, that is correct. Yes. Both of those facilities, grass, infields, they have batting cages, uh, pitching areas, they have um, restrooms. I mean, those are definitely first scoreboards, you name it. Right. Um, I'm actually also on the board that manages um, those those properties, the Detroit Youth Sports Commission. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, uh, the, the lights. And so, you know, those are two great facilities as well. So we have some good facilities mm-hmm. here in Detroit. We could have a lot more, right? you know, but, you know, we do have some pretty, pretty great or pretty, pretty good facilities, I should say. Mm-hmm. And we're just a part of bringing the game back and, and making it fun for kids to play. Right. Yeah, I've seen both of those facilities. Yeah, I remember when the one you, you mentioned over at Woodbridge was going yeah. up. And uh, I've seen both of them since they've been completed, uh, we did some of the championship over on the one at, not at Ball Duck, but there was one on the east side. Was it Ball Duck? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, right, yeah. right. It yeah. was mm-hmm. the one over there at Ball Duck. We did some of the filming over there. And uh, but now I'm wondering, are those open just for league play, or can neighborhood kids go on and play them? Or those are primarily uh, set up for organized play. Mm-hmm. And again, reason being is because they are in almost pristine shape you just want to make sure that people are being responsible and there's there's some organization there's also liability so when you start talking about you know just anybody running out there and playing on them someone gets hurt who's responsible Mm -hmm. so we have to be mindful of that you know we don't want to keep anyone away but let me say this if a team said hey look we want to come out and utilize the facility we don't turn anyone around it's just we just have to have some structure and organization so that everything's run above board. Right, gotta go through the proper procedures and uh, right uh, so forth to make sure everybody's safe. Makes sense. Right. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, now, Sam, how how many actual teams uh, are, are you anticipating to have in the uh, in in the hometown World Series? My goal is uh, 84 teams this wow. year. Um, when we, so let me go back, give you a little history. The tournament was started in 1995 through the Detroit Youth Sports Commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, not Detroit Youth Sports Commission. The um, uh, Detroit Youth Development Commission okay. by a uh, gentleman by the name of Randy McNeil years ago. And they had run the tournament in 95. 2007 uh, ran into some funding issues. They reached out to the Tigers. We signed on as a sponsor. And from there, uh, the tournament was rebranded as the Detroit Tigers Hometown Championship. Mm-hmm. First year, we had 2018. The last year that I did the tournament was in 2016 with the Tigers. We had grown to 98 mm-hmm. So we had tremendous growth. Mm-hmm. And we grew through expanding age divisions, and then we grew through expanding geographic boundaries. Hence, us inviting teams to come over from Canada, playing, making us international. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Now, do you, do you think that uh, this is something that is just going to stay local, or do you envision it going, like you said, international, uh, moving it over, doing some playing over in Canada, maybe taking it to other states? Or is it just going you know, to stay? You know, you know, to answer that question, my plan would be I would love to take this to every baseball market throughout the state. Mm-hmm. I mean, the template is just, I mean, it's so, it, it's very, very unique. 
so so when we think about baseball and leagues and things of that nature, typically only little league teams play little league teams. Mm-hmm. Only pal teams play pal teams. Only rec teams play rec teams. What hometown does is it gives each team or each league an opportunity to compete together. So as an example, um, there are teams that come from Taylor, Taylor Little League. The team just won the Little League World Series. Mm-hmm. Some of those players once played in hometown, believe it or not. Mm. And so what hometown does is it just gives young people opportunity, you know, you know, to compete. Um, and so being able to, 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 to take this, this tournament on the road is something that I definitely see as doable. Um, and, and working with organizations that have or communities that have major league ballparks is a plus. Uh, so opening ceremonies will take place at respective fields throughout the city. But the closing ceremony, which is so special, will take place at Comerica Park, where teams that win the tournament will be recognized on field prior to the Tigers game as the Tigers take on the San Francisco Giants. Mm. Okay. How much have the the Tigers uh, participated in your program here? Or are they participating? Over the years, you know, the Tigers have been a tremendous support. Again, the Tigers helped uh, rebrand the tournament. They brought it back to life mm-hmm. uh, uh, back in 2008. Um, this year, um, they are providing tickets to the game and providing the uh, pre, uh, pre-game ceremony opportunity. Uh, I actually reached out probably too late for funding for this year, but have definitely have hopes that going forward, uh, we'll be able to get some funding from them to help support the, support the cause. Yeah, I was thinking about your funding. Uh, this has got to be a, a very, very expensive undertaking. Uh, where is it all coming from, Sam? I mean, I know it can't be coming just out of your pocket. I know you mentioned a couple of people earlier, but are there any other people who are helping? And how do you get people to help support this? Sam is a wealthy man. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> 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 the age-old question, how do you fund it? Basically, through registration fees, donations, through uh, 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 grants and things of that nature. You know, as it relates to right now, you know, we're starting from square one. Um, I'm stepping out on faith and believing that this is going to happen. I definitely know that this is a, a worthy cause and uh, just going to step out on faith and make sure that it happens. Okay, speaking of registration fees, is, is this is for the whole team, so what's it cost a team or individual player to participate? So registration fees are based upon the team mm-hmm. and, and registration fees, and it depends upon the age group and can go anywhere from 350 to 450 per team, and it's a double elimination tournament. Uh, young people will get commemorative t-shirts um tickets to the ball game um and and a a great deal of fun yeah that's not a bad price for a whole team you know 350 oh absolutely 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 you are absolutely correct yep yeah heck i could almost sponsor a team almost almost (laughs) (laughs) hey hey we're not we're not turning anybody down you know there's also sponsorship opportunities from the website that individuals can go to and take a look uh, sponsorship opportunities that will allow them to hey sponsor a team it will allow them to sponsor some of the competitions that we have uh, one can sign on as a 
presenting sponsor of the event. So it really just varies in terms of commitment levels from sponsorships and one's ability to support. Mm-hmm. And let me let me just step backwards just a little bit. Uh, we talked about you doing this when you were with the Tigers. This is actually pretty much the first, right, since this is – Right. This is just beginning new all over again, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's a rebirth. Uh, again, it was once the hometown World Series is when it was originally started, when the Tigers got involved in 2008 because of trademark. Uh, uh, we could not use the name World Series, so hence it became the Detroit Tigers Hometown Championship. Um when I uh, left the Tigers and went over to UAW, I was actually able to bring the tournament back in 2019. And we had some teams that competed then. Uh, and it was the UAW Ford hometown championship. And uh, COVID hit and everything kind of shut down. And so mm-hmm. this, is again, really is the rebirth of hometown championship. And naming it City of Detroit Hometown Championship because, hey, it's way – right here in the city of Detroit. It's a tournament that, you know, many people back to the city to do competitive things and to, to visit the city. And so we're rebranding it as, again, City of Detroit's hometown championship. Yeah, I think that would be a good plug for the city, you know. And mm-hmm. like you said, with people coming back and a lot of businesses popping up here and there, that will be a, a nice piece of entertainment. Yeah. And, you know, you think yeah. about it, when we were youngsters, like, if you didn't do anything else, you played baseball. You know, you come home from yeah. school, you play baseball, you'd be outside in the park, pick up games, all kind of junk. Everybody had a game, a, a glove, everybody had a bat, everybody had some balls, you know. And and you just went out and played, and, and we've lost that. I think, um, I don't know if you and I were talking about it, Jeff, but, uh, you know, kids don't get out and play anymore. You know, they'd rather sit at home in front of their of the uh, uh, Nintendo, Nintendos, or Xboxes, <laughs> or whatever it right. is, and 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 play on the sa- the cell phones. You know, this hopefully will re, you know, invigorate some kids to get back outside, if nothing else, just to see. That's the plan, you know. Yeah, and and again through the nonprofit, the Davis Foundation. That's another component where we will be going into schools, taking over the gym class for the day, mm. and teaching young people how to hit field, run and throw. Okay. And that's where it starts. And again, you mentioned earlier about how young, uh, as long as you can throw a ball, I mean, you can play some component of the game of baseball. If you really break it down, it's broken down into small pieces. You know, you don't need nine. A lot of people think you need nine people to play baseball. You don't. You need a ball, you need a bat, you need a glove. And I remember as a kid playing uh, running bases. Yeah. I remember playing strike them out. There were oh, two of man. us. Yeah. Yeah. There was two of us. Yeah. Uh, we threw the ball against the wall. Yeah. It was strike them out. We didn't need a catch. Yeah. And, um, and, and really, you know what? And, and Keith and I had discussed that. We had talked about that one time. And, and we didn't realize it, but we were developing our baseball skills as we were doing that, playing strikeout, strengthening our arm, Learning how to field off of walls just like a net, you know, but we got a wall, you know, pitching and, being, and, ball and targeting the, for, I mean, you know, location of the ball in the, in the square box on the wall. That, that was awesome, you know, and yep. the, you know, no more squares on the walls anymore. And I'm like, you know, kids are not running around playing and it's like, wow, come on. 
<laughs> Come on, guys, you, get out yeah. and play. <laughs> you know? There's a gentleman. There's a gentleman over at PAL. His name is Marcus Norwood. He's a he's a Detroit police officer, but he's assigned to the PAL, you know, organization. Mm-hmm. That was my childhood teammate. Okay. And he, we strengthened each other playing strike him out. He's a DePores graduate. I think he went to DePores, didn't you, Jeff? I- you know what I think so. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I thought. Look, okay. he he he's ashamed to admit it. Yeah. 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 So Marcus, Marcus, and I, you know, we turned in each other playing strike him out. You know, uh-huh. I, I, you know, playing running, running bases. And mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just important that we reach back and give back. You know, so that young people can see the importance of the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to add one thing to what you said earlier about as long as you can throw, I think it's more important to be able to catch. Because <laughs> somebody throw a ball true. at you, <laughs> they can throw a ball, but if you can't catch it, it's a hospital run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, just being funny there, Sam. But, yeah, I agree with you completely, man. Uh, it's great what you're doing, man. And uh, we need more people like you out there doing these kind of things. Uh, it's really important. You know, this is going to help a lot of young kids. It's going to help uh, hopefully bring, you know, baseball back to the young people in the city of Detroit. And, uh, you know, who knows, man? Who knows where it goes from here? What What are your plans? Where do you see it going from here? So, yeah, this is a good question. You know, Jeff mentioned earlier about D1 players playing, uh, really just being able to provide opportunities race, the game of baseball and things, potential careers that exist within the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it being able to just enlighten young people on different opportunities from a career perspective. You know, imagine, you know, that young kid that grows up playing catcher, you know, at the age of eight and he goes to 18, but he does not have the skills to take him to that next level. Mm-hmm. Through this program, we're hoping to be able to say, hey, look, there are careers. There's a career called an umpire that mm-hmm. pays extremely well. You've been behind the plate for eight years, eight, nine, ten years. You know the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. Now look at it from a different perspective. You can get paid. You can make this your career, and you're still around the game. So that's you know, really what I'm hoping to do is to be able to use the game of baseball to expose young people the opportunities that exist within sport that's just one component and and, and uh, let me also uh talk about umpires uh your umpires that are going to be participating also in this in this tournament yeah now uh how how would they be able to get in touch with you if they want to participate they can definitely reach out to me at 313 313- Six one eight two nine zero four. Again, three one three six one eight two nine zero four. And basically, I use an umpire assigner, and I would be forwarding their information on to somebody that's responsible for handling all of the umpires for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And now, also, can you can you also, you know, uh, just give us again the information on how teams can contact yeah, you definitely. and get in touch yeah, with you. Absolutely. Teams can uh, reach out direct 313-618-2904 or go on our website at codhc 
C at, I'm sorry, hc.org. Again, at c-o-d-h-c.org. And at City of Detroit Hometown Championship.org. And uh, you can see the registration information there. Okay, and that's for kids 7 through 18, boys and girls. 7 boys and girls. Uh, again, uh, for, the, for the girls, we'll have 18U, 14U, and 12U divisions. And for boys, there's an 18U division, 14U, 12U, 10U, and an 8U division for boys. Okay, and that's going to be running from August 11th through the 17th of this year, right? That is correct. Okay. August 11th through the 17th, yes. Okay. I got one more question. Are, are any of uh, the Detroit Tigers or any of the minor league organizations that are uh, close uh, to uh, to Detroit, are there going to be some participants from those organizations? You know, I have not um, – I have great relationships with major league players and former major league players and some of the coaches, but hadn't reached out to them just yet. You know, you want to try and put things in place and get your ducks in a row before you start inviting everybody to the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but I, but I do know that, that, like I said, uh, some of the alumni have shown and expressed support in what we're doing. Okay. Uh, and so hopefully they will come out, you know, actually a few years ago, Miguel Cabrera actually came over and watched, you know, a very, very small portion of a game that took place at King high school. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I, I do know that it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, it was a little bit of a distraction to I'm be honest. Sure. <laughs> when, 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 uh, you know, the kids start realizing who he was, when they're supposed to be focused on playing the game, it became somewhat of a distraction. But, <laughs> but it was good that, you know, he took the time out of his day. Actually, he was on his way to the ballpark and stopped over and just watched for a little bit. And it means a lot. It means a lot that young people can see people, uh, such as him out in the community making the connection. It's important to uh, not just um, uh, it's important to the community um, for, for that to happen. Not just, you know, from a, a, from, from an organizational stance, but just from a professional stance Mm. as an individual. Well, Sam, we're out of time. We want to thank you, but before we have you let you go, we want you to give that number again and your uh, website, please. Sure. Uh, phone number is 313-618-2904. Again, it's 313-618-2904. And the website is org. Again, that's org. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Sam Abrams with the uh, City of Detroit Hometown Championship. Uh, the last time I saw it, it was really a great event. And I'm sure it's going to be just as fantastic uh, now as it was then. I thank my guest, Sam Abrams, and my co-host, Jeffrey Lowe. I'm Jeff Lowe. And we'd like to thank you all for listening to us again at The Hook, Hook. coming from the Six Hole Studio. And remember, if someone asks you, hey, where'd you get that information from? Just tell them. I caught it on The Hook. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you again soon.